In the name of Jesus, amen. He is the great cardiologist, our Lord Jesus. He has heard the Pharisees talk of hand-washing, talk of food and eating. Not for a minute does Jesus allow that what really threatens his disciples or the Pharisees, or any men for that matter, is the mouth, or the stomach, or the hands. The heart of the matter, he says, is that the heart is the problem. Jesus quotes from Isaiah to the Pharisees. He says, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Then he calls the people closer. He pleads with them to understand. There is nothing outside a person, he says, that by going into him can make him unclean. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And then, as is often the case in Mark's Gospel, he explains all this still further to his disciples in private. Do you not see, he says, that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile him, since it enters not into the heart, but into the stomach, and then flows out into the toilet? Eating certain foods, hand-washing or not, these are not the crucial questions, because Jesus says they do not enter the heart. The defect, the defilement, resides within, deep down inside. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, and now we have to use our toes, slander, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and they defile a person. Defiled. Evil and defiled. We don't hand out too many D's here at the seminary. Probably shouldn't say that at this point to you first years. But when a student does get a D on the final grade for a course, that D does not stand for defiled. It stands for, according to the academic catalog, unsatisfactory, though meeting certain minimum course requirements. If D meant defiled, we would probably not hand out too many Ds to you, our beloved students. But here this morning, just a couple of hours into this new term, our Lord addresses us with the words of this text, and from him we are given a D. And from him, this D does not mean unsatisfactory, though meeting certain minimum requirements. It means defiled. This D does not mean one point on a grading scale of four. No, defiled is a pass-fail grade. It's all or nothing. And defiled is nothing. The passing grade is holy. The failing grade is is defiled. And Jesus says, all these things come from within, and they defile a person. We get A's and B's in the classroom, 
Half our vicarage congregation was in tears when we left. Our letters of recommendation to the seminary were glowing, and for sure our moms think we are just great. But where man looks on the outside, God sees the heart. And Jesus gives us the straight news here. Our hearts pose a big problem. They defile us. Defiled, I am not fit to serve before the altar of my God as priest or pastor. Defiled, I have no place in the company of the righteous. No place in the communion of saints. Defiled, I am not fit to bear the name of him who dwells in unapproachable light. Defiled, I cannot walk on the holy highway to Zion. I cannot enter into the coming kingdom, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. For the unclean, the defiled, will never enter it. So I can read all kinds of books on how to have a purer thought life. And I can strive with all my might to replace my green envy and covetousness with the pale blue of contentment. I can implement seven key action steps to beating down my pride. I can make a covenant with my tongue to speak without deceit or slander. But all these things are merely symptoms, the fruits of a bad heart. And I can attempt to change or modify them, and indeed, I should. But in the end, it is like trying to cure a heart attack by wiping the sweat from my forehead. It is like trying to cure a bad cold by trying not to cough. It is like trying to beat cancer just by wearing a wig. The real defect, the defilement, is within. The problem is my heart. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, Jesus says. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, Jesus says. But what about my heart? I can live without an eye. I can live without a hand, but my heart is my life. And even if I resolve to, I couldn't cut it out. Not by myself. There are stories of some hikers, for example, who to save their lives have had to cut off their own trapped foot or trapped hand, but no one has ever cut out his own heart. The problem lies deep within me, beyond my power, beyond my reach. Not we, but only Jesus Christ can help us. Our deepest need is not an ethics coach, not a holiness cheerleader, not a new spiritual health regimen. We need a Savior. We need a new doctor who will give us not just a transplant of someone else's evil heart, but a truly new heart from a new world, a heart which is holy and undefiled. Jesus' heart was... From Mary's womb, our Lord's undefiled heart beat for us without envy, 
without malice, without slander or foolishness or sensuality or wickedness. No evil thing came forth from his heart. What came forth from his heart for you was empathy for this broken world, compassion for those who were lost and cast out, complete resolve to follow his Father's will in perfect obedience, the undefiled heart of Jesus, how it pounded for you during his flogging and his crucifixion, how for you it grew still and cold, how it was quickened by the Spirit of God, raised up by the Father, how it beats still now for you with the power of an indestructible life. This holy Jesus, holy in himself, was willing and is willing to come near to save those who are defiled and unclean. A man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit, a defiled leper, a woman defiled for years with a flow of blood, Jairus's daughter defiled by death, these and so many other grade D men and women like you and me. Jesus loved, approached, touched, and cleansed. Only he can cleanse and sanctify our evil heart. His holy, precious blood cleanses our hearts from all sin. His word spoken to us makes us clean. He has poured out his Holy Spirit into our hearts, making them his holy temple. Through him, our defiled hearts have been sprinkled with pure water. Blood of Jesus, word of Jesus, spirit of Jesus, water of Jesus. Only he can take away our defilement. Blood, word, spirit, water. In and through these blessed gifts, Jesus works a great miracle. He takes our hard and unbelieving hearts of stone, and he replaces them with hearts of flesh, pure, undefiled, creaturely flesh. In Jesus, God has counted and reckoned us holy. Our, undefi our, our defiled hearts have been crucified, drowned, and buried. And yet we still await and long for their destruction. Our sanctification has begun, but our final freedom from our old evil hearts awaits the last and glorious day. Of this day, Luther writes in the large catechism, Meanwhile, while sanctification has begun and is growing daily, we expect that our flesh will be destroyed and buried with all its uncleanness and will come forth gloriously and arise to entire and perfect holiness in a new eternal life. And Luther continues, For now we are only half pure and holy, so that the Holy Ghost has always to continue his work in us through the word and daily dispense forgiveness until we attain to that life where there will be no more forgiveness. But only perfectly pure and holy people, full of godliness and righteousness, 
removed and free from sin, death, and all evil in new, immortal, and glorified bodies. On that day, new hands and new mouths and new stomachs and a new heart. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, and sanctify our hearts forever. Amen.